Hello and welcome to Christopher Durang's Actor's Nightmare, a podcast where we talk about Christopher Durang's Actor's Nightmare. Right, Joelle? Well, not quite. You no, see, never. No. <laughs> I, I can't quite figure it out. Are we are we an actor's nightmare? No, it's it's Christopher Durang's Actor's Nightmare, the one act play that would play with yeah, uh, right. Sister and Genia. What, what's the name of it? What's Sister and Genius explains it all. They would play in tandem with each other. It's just a great play. And Christopher right, is fantastic. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So we I are. Guess, I guess we are that. Is that we are that. Saying? We are Christopher Durang. We're all Christopher Durang. When you really think about it. When you think about it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so welcome to the show today. Hi, um, this is a theater podcast where we're going to talk about theatery stuff. Um, or sometimes the opposite of that and talk about movies. Because <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about Ryan I know, Murphy's... I know where this is going. Yep. Yeah, yep. because we planned it. Joel, <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Ryan Murphy's Hollywood? Okay. Um, Rick Flair. All right. Where where to start? In the in the garbage. That's where we start. There's um, no there, when we're talking about it. We can't get out. We're in the garbage. Like that. That's it. There's no getting out of it. There's so no you liked it. You loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was your favorite thing. I um, there were so many times when I was watching it where I realized how much time I was putting into it. Yeah. And I was like. Well, I've gone too far now. <laughs> like, guess we're doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know what though? Fun trash. Fun if you trash. Want, if you want something I had a blast. to hate watch, yeah. I, I mean, had I had a, a good time. Blast. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I had a good time, but boy, what a mess! What um, a goddamn mess! It's a uh, Joe. Me- can we, okay, so let's talk. Okay, uh, if you if you don't know what Hollywood is, um, good for you. It is a uh, rewrite of Hollywood's history where uh, Hollywood yeah. got woke in 1948. That's about what, what it is in a nutshell. <laughs> so instead of, you know, all the terrible hard life that uh, a lot of these people and characters would have lived, um, it's very uh, – I, I think every character in the show is a Mary Sue. Um, every single character, even the characters who are – evil mary sue what do you mean by that mary sue uh, it's it's a it's a it's a sexist term joel i thought that uh, was mary, over no sexism uh, well you know what you're right the movie the the tv show hollywood fix sexism it is a character that essentially it's just like absurd character that nothing wrong nothing goes wrong for this character mm, i see you know what you mean. it's usually it's usually referred to like it's it's meant to be like oh this female character is a right. mary sue because everything that happens to her, um, everything she does just happens. No matter how hard or how terrible it is, mm-hmm. it always ends up good for her. Uh, a good example of like a lot, something that I feel like the term really came back into popularity because of uh, the recent Star Wars movies. Um, sure. A lot of, uh, I'll say it, pieces of shit were saying <laughs> that uh, the character Rey was a Mary Sue because nothing went wrong for Rey. Um, okay. It, well, which I don't terribly... I don't disagree with i i could i i, can see, s- I see that i see uh-huh, that yeah. argument yeah um 
So what I'm saying, she, she I'm, fits that bill classically, though. No, I don't think she does at all uh, either. But I'm not. I don't. I don't give a fuck about Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars. That's not what we're here for. No, in Hollywood though, I think every character is a Mary Sue. Every single character, yeah. almost too easily, gets over adversity. Yeah, it's it's insane. The, the um, most. The most. They're, real they're real in, quick, heads up. We're gonna yeah. spoil the shit out of the show. Yeah, so if yeah. you have intentions to watch this, I'm going to put time code in the description where we start talking about Strange Loop and we won't talk about Hollywood. Or we might bring up Hollywood once or twice after that. But if you just want to skip to hear us talk about Strange Loop yeah. for whatever weird reason, uh, just go to that time code. Um, but right now we're going to spoil the shit out of Hollywood starting now. You know what? Here's a little music. I'm going to put a little music right here. After this music, get out. Get out of town. This music. is this is the... You want me... Okay. You, I'll put a little night music. Put a little night music on. I was going to put on the theme to Hollywood, but you know what? Right now, everyone, here's a little Miller's son. Ooh. There it is. Um, okay. Um, spoiler time. Go ahead, Joel. What were you going to say? Yeah. Okay. So, so I... I love where you're going. This is a new term for me, so I'm I'm just going to roll with it, but I love what you're saying because the only issues that anybody had on the show were like like symbolic and or least in dialogue, but there were never really yeah. any like actual conflict. They that literally say the anyone KKK. Had to go through. They literally say the KKK in passing and then there is a, a scene. Burning. There's a scene where a bunch of crosses get burned, and then two scenes later, none of that was re relevant, and the KK, the KKK, were solved. It was, it, yeah, it was very strange. And and the main character, I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Oh, I'm looking um, right here. Uh, uh, the star of Meg, the movie. The um, star of Meg, it was uh, Camille Washington. Camille Washington. Yeah. The only thing that she really had to deal with were like. Things behind door, behind closed doors, which we get it. That's a very real thing. But for her, she mm -hmm. has this, her boyfriend who's played by Darren Chris. Yeah. Raymond, who's also Raymond. in the show, um, half Filipino. Um, so he's half Asian, um, which Darren Chris, after watching the show, I yeah. found out is half Filipino. He is, which is like the whole impetus behind the show, apparently. I um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Ryan, I guess, on the set of like Gianni Versace, were like talking about half Asian um, uh, folks in Hollywood, and they yeah. sort of developed this persona and then kind of came up with the idea of Hollywood together. So it was very much like a, you know, they're just shooting the shit, and then this crazy idea for a TV show came about. Uh -huh. um, yeah, which is nuts because his character doesn't even show up until the second episode. Right, right. But, yeah. Which narrative choice, I guess. Sure. I mean, well, we have to find all the backstory about the most interesting character in the world, Jack. Jack Costello, who <laughs> Jack um, Costello, yeah. is um, uh, a white man who looks very pretty and has to overcome adversity by becoming a whore. Um, I'll say yeah. it. But it's, it's the stupidest. I don't know why that's a subplot. I do not understand I, honestly, why it, it, that... Honestly, it should have just been a subplot because... It, it was sort of like the the inciting incident yeah yeah <laughs> it's just a lot a lot yeah the reason he fucks his way into hollywood which i guess is what they were going for right. by becoming uh he starts working at this gas station that's actually a brothel 
and then ends up fucking the assistant casting director. And then that's how he gets cast in his first role. And then because he fucked the assistant casting director, uh, he gets a screen test. But then watching the screen test, um, watching the screen test, uh, after, he also fucks Patty Lapone, who Patty Lapone plays the <laughs> wife of the head of uh, Ace Studios, which is the fictional studios. Right. Um, and he ends, he fucks her, and then she sees him and goes, "That kid's got it." And what she means is a big old dong, because right. he he <laughs> it's it's I the guy David Cornsweet who plays Jack Costello is yeah. gorgeous. He is He's hands down beautiful i don't care how he talks i don't care what he has to say i i have to pretty say to look at he's a good say, actor i think I he is a say, good yeah, actor. i i was surprised by him i found him at the beginning to be like insufferable i could not mm -hmm. i did not care i could not look at this man besides yeah. him being gorgeous and then as the 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 season went on i found him more and more endearing and i think he is an actor he was like matching the depth or the depth of change that his character was going through he also played bad acting really well too yeah really really well and then when he killed it he actually very much killed it and i was yeah like, I, I agree i was captivated by him so because here's a, here's an exact uh, the this. exact the exact opposite is the guy who is playing rock hudson who i'll get oh into my, my hatred of the fact that rock hudson's in this in a second oh. but the guy who's playing rock hudson when he has to be a bad actor in 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 the in like bad actor bad acting and like he's trying to be like bad at it yeah um he's not he's not bad at he's not it's not that he's it's not that he's not bad he's bad but he's so cartoonishly bad that it's not realistic yeah right like there's no way this guy who's so bad would have gotten anywhere close to this where he's at he doesn't look so good he's not as pretty as he's not as good looking as rock hudson no he's not and he's i i, I don't think anything bad about this guy i think overall his acting was very good but rock hudson was 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 gorgeous um right and i also don't like the choice they kind of made this guy like a loaf like a like a yeah they made him like an idiot like an idiot um they made him a country bumpkin so yeah could, let's talk about rock hudson and by the way he's from winnetka which is i don't know if you've ever been pat but like it's no. just a suburb of chicago it's not like a no yeah it's bumfuck town it's, it's not he grew up in the suburbs um yeah. here here's the thing that this is oh god i so go my off, biggest my biggest fucking issue with this show yeah is the fact that rock like they they rewrite history and there's no um one second there's no disclaimer at all You're, you know that what they are you rewriting are so, history you are so I, right i really i really 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 would have enjoyed the show even just an ounce better if there was a disclaimer saying hey this is not real this is right. def like like this is how we want Hollywood to have been, but realistically, know the history that this wasn't real. The fact that I didn't, I went in not knowing that. One, two, I went. Um, the fact that they so drastically change everything, they make Rock Hudson this um, gay icon, and they make him like this like pillar of like queerness, mm -hmm. and that, and he wasn't that. He was the opposite. He was a closeted man who never came out. 
Um, it was kind of like an interesting secret where everyone kind of knew he was gay, but right. Um, right. he was very, very closeted. I thought, cause he was, he, he married, he married, um, he married a woman at some point. I'm almost a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know his whole backstory. I only know, you know, I, I only I, I know he, him. He married a secretary or, or his, his That's his right. Secretary? You know what? He married. Or his agent the, secretary. His Harry agent secretary, who yeah. is based, who is the character in the show played by Jim Parsons, who good here, God. I, I have seen Jim Parsons do good work. I'll say that before I say sure. anything else. I, and and I'm glad that you're I, saying that because it's so easy to do to just like 100% hate him. Yeah, there's a, there's so many people go like, "Ooh, fucking Sheldon." I think he's fine as <laughs> Sheldon. I think sh the Sheldon character is problematic. Yeah. I have many issues with Sheldon. Um, I, I have issues with the whole Big Bang Theory. But he, I have seen him in other things. I saw him on Broadway in Act of God. He was very funny in that. Um, he was great in uh, The Normal Heart. He's awful in this show. He is fucking awful. Every choice he makes is so cartoonish and terrible. I think it's the third episode where he does, uh, he does the Dance of the Scarves in oh um, Half Drag. Very I've, mask drag. I've never felt more uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. And it goes on. They do the whole thing. And I think it's tried to be played for laughs. But it comes off Ooh. as this weird and very homophobic. And it's yeah. so... It's because it's so... It's just so awkward. Um, he plays uh, a, a rapist agent um, who's Rock Hudson's agent who gives him the name Rock Hudson. By the way, the fucking oh my god the way they reveal that oh my god the reveal I, Pat, I nearly threw my laptop across the room like i i texted you at two in the morning <laughs> i said to you i because because i i watched and it, i almost I watched it a day yeah. i watched it a day before you did and i texted you <laughs> and at two in the fucking morning when i was watching it there's a reveal that i almost threw my phone out the goddamn window i couldn't believe it i it, he I literally it's it. literally so he's sitting there and he just goes um he goes that name roy roy fitzgerald it's just not gonna work it's not gonna work we need um something good let me think rock and then it pulls in tight <laughs> hudson are you <laughs> fucking then it goes one wide of, wide one screen. of my least favorite parts <laughs> of the beetlejuice musical um is a moment in Beetlejuice the musical where in in the movie Beetlejuice when Beetlejuice um um has them has them figure out his name he turns into a bug like a beetle and mm -hmm. then juice right right so and then they go uh is it a bug beetle and he goes and he goes yep and then he goes uh orange orange juice juice beetlejuice and then they figure it out and it's very uh it's clear and it works in the Broadway musical, they couldn't do that, and they do it in the middle of a song, Say My Name, and it is less than 30 seconds, and he just goes, two words, first word, bug, beetle, great, beetle, uh, second one, drink, juice, beetlejuice, 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 and I just fucking, I hate it so fucking much, because they ruin <laughs> so everything, easy. and then I, the fact that it's just so easy, and it's just yeah. so like, are you fucking See, those are, those are the things that, see, those little things 
are that's what takes writing for me over like over the edge a bit to make something special when those little tiny aha moments feel like special like you also came up on uh, came up on the same moment that the characters did mm -hmm. whereas when you have this like it's melodramatic mm -hmm. rock mm -hmm. full in tight yeah like come on like what yeah what is that? What are we watching? Like, Why did he come up with either of those names? I have, it it would have made more sense. Thin air. It yeah. would have made more sense if he was just like, if they go, if they gave him a few names to fuck around with or like, or it would have made more sense. Because right, you know, they like, always did that shit. They always had like a list of like alternative names and like. Yeah, they did though. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah. like a list of you to pick. What do you want your name to be? Like, you know, right. um, there's a great podcast that I love listening to. You might remember, uh, you must remember this. Oh, that's such a good show. Such a good show. And they talk about that. A lot of people who like had to change their name. There was almost like a, like a list yeah. and a guide of like what to do. Um, yeah. But Rock Hudson coming out as a gay man in Hollywood in 1958 makes no goddamn fucking sense and it's insulting to two big things it's insulting to um the the history to, to to gay men everywhere because of everything because of the fact that it, it's everything mm -hmm. right and two it, it's just insulting to rock hudson's memory i agree the man lived in shame for years i agree for years i mean and especially i i don't know if you know who Tab Hunter is, of course, of course. Tab yeah. Hunter, there's a great documentary called um, oh God, it's on Netflix. Hold on. I watched that documentary. Um, yes, I loved it. it but so, it's so, it's so sad. You know what I mean? Like, like what these actors went through. It's Tab Hunter confidential. Confidential. That's it. That's what it is. He yeah. is. He's so Tab Hunter. If you don't know. Um, he was a actor in the 50s who came out as gay and mm -hmm. was blacklisted. Mm -hmm. Blacklisted. I. It's insane. And I, and I even think like they they ran in the same circles. I think there was like they a, did. He they was did. at a party at, at Tabs, and I think Tab mm -hmm. got arrested at some point in like 1950. And yeah, and then he kind of ran. It was, it, and they also do that party in the show. Right, or or one. Oh, they of do the a many, party where it's like a men's party. party. We're yeah, like, I, you know, it's at that. Um, oh shoot, the director. George, this guy. George Cooker. They have a George party Cougar, at George Cooker's yeah. house, um, and they sort of play out the whole thing. I mean, I honestly, I I'm exhausted. Like, I I Ugh. just can't. It's can't. so yeah. It's so fucking all over the goddamn place. It's insane, um, and and I, and also I think. It, it it is really insulting um mm -hmm. and there's nothing imaginative about it like they don't give any of they don't they don't like give the memory of these of these people yeah any justice mm -hmm. the, the thing see it's not like something like um um once upon a time in hollywood right yes. which is like that's a total that's a reimagined history mm -hmm. um that of also of hollywood. also also was said it, it's very clear that it is a reimagining of history. Yes, it because is. it starts. The movie starts off with "Once Upon a Time," mm -hmm. that sets it up as a fairy tale. Right. You know. Right. Right. And and right. And what I love about that two things: one, overall, you can just tell um, that it is a love letter. Yeah. 
from the director, Quentin Tarantino, to this time and place that he, as a man or as a person, grew up in, felt a place where he fell in love with movies. Clearly a time that, like, was so formative for him that he wanted to wrap up in a, in a box and give it what it deserved. Mm-hmm. And then two, he did the same for Sharon Tate. Like, I, I left the theater feeling like, what a, what a sweet... Um, gift to her memory because she died in such a gruesome way that she didn't deserve and was on her way to being something really quite special yeah and it's clear that it was like from his heart this feels like um fanfic like it It feels feels like like fanfic it feels it's fanfic fanfic. yeah i I mean i i was talking to my brother because my brother um he made me watch the politician um, which I fucking hated. Oh my god, what a bad! I think, I think we've talked about this on the show, and have we talked I, about this already? But I, I think we. I have. think we have. You know what? I know for I a fact. I could not we get have. through. I could not get through episode two. I, I just watched the whole season. You know the thing. The that. thing about the politician is it's it's pulpy. It's garbage. It's trash. But it's fun the whole time. With this, I was having fun until episode seven. I was still like, okay, well, this is silly and whatever, and this is whatever. Episode seven, the whole episode is um, just is this fucking... The, this is the Oscar, the Oscar? It's the Oscar episode. It, it, well, the thing is, episodes, episode six ends with um, Rob Reiner plays the head of uh, Ace Studios, um, and he was in a coma, and Patti LuPone takes over for him. And Patti LuPone, while she's taken over for him greenlit this movie meg which is a controversial film about the woman who jumped off the hollywood sign but they cast a black woman as a star it's written by a gay black man and it's directed by a half filipino man so everyone was like oh my god i can't believe that guy's half filipino and so the movie gets greenlit and they make it and then he comes out of the coma and he's all pissed off and then he sees it and he's like, wow, this is beautiful. And then Patti LuPone gets a fun speech about how she's not going to be pushed aside and that she's a good filmmaker. She wants to be a, a producer. Wants to be a producer. And then her and uh, her and uh, Rob Reiner um, get back together and they decide that they should try again. And he's so yeah. proud of her. And, and they, they want to run the studio and together. He's gonna, yeah, they're going to run the studio together. And then, of course, he dies. He dies right after that. They fuck and then he dies. Um, and the scene too, when Patti Lapone, when it's revealed he dies, Patti Lapone is just eating the scenery in front of us. How does she stay so thin with the amount of scenery she ate during the show? Um, just fucking <laughs> killing it. She kills it. Yeah. Patti Lapone is so good in this show. She is honestly. She is incredible. It literally is. I think honestly, if we go down the list, I think everyone acted their balls off i who? i can't i can't give that i, I don't know if i who i okay I just, i'm sorry darren chris I, I is think, awful i think that's um, a lot yeah I, I don't love darren chris in this role i, I don't mean, love jim so Car- cute parsons to look at, um but i, I don't just, like jim parsons i don't like the one two laura um what's your last name uh harry harry Her- say it for me who the girl who plays camille oh laura harrier i think is her name Lori, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't uh, like her as an actress. Yeah. I think she has two modes. I think she has, like, flirty and playful, and then um, neutral. Look, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think overall, I, I can't even all, 
like get into the performances because the script is just so trashy it's so trashy that it's like like, you're you're batting low when you come up to the plate like you are yeah already yeah so when you hit a home run in this i think it's a lot can i just say can i just say you know who hit a grand slam who jeremy pope jeremy pope is going to be a fucking star He's so beautiful. So he, he's beautiful. He's such an incredible actor. What else has he been in? I what He's a Broadway guy. He just won I he saw. was he okay, was just won. I think he won the Tony um yeah, he got he's a, he's only the sixth actor in in the history to be nominated in the same year for best play and best musical. And I'm pretty sure he won one of them. Or was I think he, he was just nominated both. No, he was nominated for both. Choir boy. He was in Choir boy. He was the main guy in Choir boy and then he was also one of the main guys in A2 Proud the uh, temptations oh musical. yeah totally wow yeah. truly talented i mean really talented so really really so good in this like yeah. so good in this oh hold the fucking phone <laughs> what's that i saw him off broadway in view upstairs Ooh, oh shit he's so good in view upstairs oh oh i remember when that, i remember when that came out oh um, boy uh, you know what i was gonna say view upstairs no, I'm going to save it because I'm going to talk about it when we start talking about Strange Loop. I was, I, I have a little, a little notepad here and I have View Upstairs written <laughs> down. And I did not realize that he was the main guy in View Upstairs. Holy crap. Oh, we are going to talk it. about this. I love that show. Well, I'll explain it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. right. So, so, but I mean, but I think he, here's the thing though. If I'm going through like performances, uh, Joe Mantello is so good in this. Can he's we, such can an we, incredible actor, can we, and I think we, he's maybe the one of, if not, if not one of the best theater directors of our generation. Yeah, I mean, and if I, it wasn't the yeah. fact that Rachel Chafkin is, exists, I would say he is the best theater director working right now. I could put a couple other people in there. Yeah, I you have like Jamie Lloyd who is pro- I think probably the best theater mm-hmm. director out right now from, from England, but Joe, okay, I mean, we can fight. We can fight right now. We, we can, but Joe, we can I, I, let's not fight because okay. I, I want to agree with you that this man is like, this man is Broadway. I don't even know how, first off, I didn't even know they knew each other that Ryan Murphy knew this guy and they knew because, because they did, because Joe Mantello was in, and I think he directed the Broadway revival of a normal heart that, Oh. Um, that uh, Ryan Murphy adapted yeah. to um, that he adapted to uh, uh, the film, and I think I think he's in the film. Hold on, let me double check that. It's no. a totally it's a totally crazy thing because I I was like, looking oh my god, I'm so sorry. So I'm looking up. I'm just looking up Joe Mantello. He's directing the Boys in the Band film that oh, they're putting cool. on Netflix. You know what, Ryan Murphy, you're doing some good things, and I hate that. I hate to. I hate to give it to you. He also. He also. Yes, that's right. Ryan Murphy directed the uh, Normal Heart film, but Joe Mantello was in the Normal Heart film, and Joe Mantello also directed Normal Heart, the Normal Heart revival on Broadway. He's he's incredible. He also. I think the reason why I've always admired him and like truly. Um, truly like he's inspired me is because he directed uh the assassins revival in 2003 and that assassins revival changed how i saw theater for me 
because he took a show that um do you know assassins yes i do so the original production of assassins was abstract it was just in a black box and it just kind of happened like there was this opening scene where they were uh, at a carnival but then the scene then goes to kind of like a, a void space and it's these kind of characters who are existing um despite each other you know mm-hmm. he created a through line and reworked it where the whole time they are sideshow attractions in a rundown carnival so the whole musical now has this carnival theme and it's like an american like state fair run by carnies and um and the sideshow attractions are the assassin presidential assassins telling their life story it fucking changed my life i was so taken taken by it he also very smartly very smartly made a crucial change to the book where in the original story there's this balladeer who is a good old-fashioned american he's based on um What's his name? Uh, um, the uh, uh, the guy who sings your, "This Land Is Your Land." Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. So he's based on Woody Guthrie. So it's a Woody Guthrie time type of character, and um, it's like all American. And he is try- singing the songs of the assassins, trying to shape it to be. Well, listen, these guys. Uh, these guys are bad people because they did not understand correctly what the American dream is. And the assassins sing their songs about why they killed the president or why they tried to kill the president. And towards the end of the play, he sort of just disappears. Mm -hmm. Um, After another national anthem, he tries to stop them and then they tell him to leave. And I think in the original production, they kill him. And then uh, they show up and then they go and they find lee harvey oswald and lee harvey oswald kills kennedy and then brings them all back into the spotlight what yeah that's the original version in the revival version joe mantella made a change where the balladeer is oswald and it's revealed at the end that he's been oswald the entire time so it's the american dream is corrupted and becomes this evil assassin and it's so fucking genius i love it it's just and and so the revival too is neil patrick harris who mm-hmm. played um the balladeer and it's it's a it's a wonderful change and it's if you if i'm gonna play you know what I'm, i know this is not what we were talking about but i'm gonna play for you guys i don't know right. how you managed to make this about assassins i i know we'll talk about assassins another day another day we, no, we have fine. to move on we're gonna be here for three hours Okay, I'll um, stop right now. Here's the, cl- you know, I'm not gonna play the clip. I'll just cut all of it. <laughs> no, no, don't don't cut all of it. But you can cut some of it. But okay. All right, I'm gonna bring us back. Bring us back. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm gonna bring us back. He did Assassins. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mantello also directed Wicked. Um, yeah, you, no one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no one's perfect, but it is iconic. Uh, love, Valor, Compassion. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to go through this whole thing. All right. Um, but so, but just, yeah. But he's also just an incredible actor. He was in the he played Lewis in the original production of Angels of America, which, which we'll is, actually be yeah. talking about next week. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but but I, no. It's, I I, it's, I hope that like Joe Mantello is the next like you know how Ryan Murphy like has his little biddies and like yeah. hires them in every in everything. I really hope that that happens with him because he Joe Mantello is a he legend. He kills it. He an, so he has a scene yeah. that I really don't like. But I love the acting in it. 
the scene where he's with Rock Hudson and Rock Hudson's about to fuck him so he can get a screen test. Right. And he has right. like a breakdown. He goes, no, I don't like this. I'm not this guy. I'm better than this. I yep. can be better. Um, I like it's so <laughs> fucking white knight. It's so white knight. That being said, I'm on goddamn board. Choo, well, choo. I thought that scene was honestly <laughs> chew fucking chew. I I thought that that scene was well acted, despite it yeah. being melodramatic as shit. It's, I mean, the whole so melodramatic and so so goddamn up its own ass. But God, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Um. You yeah. know who was else was in this that I was shocked. Uh. Mira Servino, like, oh, where has she been? Oh my God, you're right. As she plays huh. Jean Jean Crandall, who is like that's right. The sort of like I won't say Myrna Loy. There's probably a better mm-hmm. analogous sort of actress, but she is one of the ones who's like one of the best at the studio. But yeah. she just never really kind of like got her lead part. And then yeah. she also slept with Patty Lupone's husband with um, yeah, Ace. Ace. Um, and patty like basically sort of says like it's okay we have yeah. less marriage anyway well um, this, is, this, is, this you're really another talented. thing i another another thing i hate and and adds to my mary sue thing is that yeah. this character slept with this other character's husband and instead of that character getting mad that character goes you did it you know because you're a woman and women stick together. And this is and what there's we do. No this issue. is what we have to do. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I agree with that. E- even though, even though, yeah, sure. I, I kind of sometimes get it. You can be so apathetic about a situation or a person where you're like, mm, fuck it. But I don't really think that that's necessarily true. I think, yeah, you would have some degree of anger, right? Like, yeah. And, and here again, it's like none of the what the characters did really had any consequence. The only time that that happened was jack costello who it you know the the local rag got a hold of his um mug shot yeah but that's also soliciting and then that's also taken care of within seconds within seconds seconds it's, it's like a cutaway scene oh, I, it, so i'm sorry but what i was talking yeah. about before and i got distracted um the thing that really fucking that the thing that really turned for me where i was like it went from fun trash to got me angry was at the end of the sixth episode, uh, Ace dies, mm-hmm. and they they uh, the lawyers come and they burn a cop. They burn the the copy oh of. Oh my Meg, god! Here we go! Yeah, yeah. And they destroy it, and then the second the seventh episode, the finale opens. And at this point, I'm like, okay, cool. So the thing got destroyed. No yep. one's gonna see it, and then they're gonna, you know, this is gonna be like a forgotten Hollywood thing, and then whatever. I I guess that's where they're going with it. But instead, like, less than a minute into the seventh episode, it just happened. This last episode ends with them burning the tapes. I was genuinely excited going to the seventh episode. I'm like, ooh, where are they going to – how are they going to get out of this one, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then the the seventh episode opens with the editor going, you know, after that son of a bitch uh, producer started coming around asking to edit – I made a copy of the film. So here's a copy of your exact edit and everything's fine. And it it's was so like, I was so you know, mad. Easy peasy. I'm doing like was, the, you know like the the hand clap thing. It's like, whew. All right, well, there that's was no done. yeah, and it's solved. And then and then it's not a problem anymore. It, I couldn't the, believe it. It happens in in like minutes, in mere minutes. The the cheap the cheap <sighs> the cheapness in me was the like cheap. yay, like 
Okay, yeah, we saw. No, it, I had the exact my, opposite. Well, but, but, I, but my brain even the was trashy like, person brain, in me was just like, "That's too much." My <laughs> what is my this Riverdale? This is garbage. Up. Riverdale slaps a lot harder than this does. No, it, okay. Well, let's. Okay, controversial. Well, you know what? I, let's. We're gonna do a whole episode in the future just talking about the musical episodes of Riverdale. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna make you get a guest on for that because honestly, it's a little, it's a little out of my depth, but. I'll, you know what? It will be. It will bring my brother on because my brother's obsessed with Riverdale, Great. and uh, and then we you can ask him questions, and then we'll watch those episodes. But right, um, I just, this I just, is, it, it yeah. just the, the show just is so thin. Like it just feels so, so thin. The skin and there's no there's no there's meat no, to the show. There's no what's the word sinus. You know what it it's, is. This show, and to use a term from uh, the, one of the greatest musicals ever written, uh, title of show. This show is donuts for dinner. All right. You think it's a good idea. <laughs> it's fun up, at the sugary. time. The second you're done with it, you're hungry for more. You're, yeah. And then also though, your stomach aches and you're like, well. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Exactly. Not, this not, show is donuts yeah. for dinner. It, yeah. I, and also, can I? I uh, yeah. You can. You know I, what? I'm going to fucking just, let you. I, just, I, oh man, will let you do that I, because this I, is Hollywood. I just cannot with also how they treated Hattie McDaniel's oh, fuck. legacy. Oh my god. And the fact that they just like slapped She walks into the room. Yeah, she they're at the Oscars. The and everyone gets quiet and they, they go, yeah. oh my god, it's Hattie McDaniel's. Oh my god, she's oh here. My god. And the, the the silence, like I don't know who cut the who cut the show, but it was so weird. Like this it was just dead silent when she walked in. But yeah. it felt like dead space. Like so she just walked in and like everyone's just looking at her. And we're supposed to feel the weight of her walking into this room. But it's, for one, it's fucking Queen Latifah, like, just looking like Queen Latifah. Yeah. And she just walks in, and she's like, well, baby, you did it. Like, whatever. And, like, comes in and, like, saves the day. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? She didn't even like, save the day. Oh, she comes God. in, and she comes in to she's be just like. She's like, I give you my approval. This is great. But it's like, <laughs> Henny McDaniels is one of the most controversial theater uh, uh, people in, in cinema history, you know? Mm -hmm. She is mm -hmm. so much. She's so so much of like everything about her, what she did, and everything is now up in the air. Question of just like you know, was it good? Was it bad? Was it the choices that she was given? Should she right. be blamed for it? And the right. fact that it's just she's immediately a goddess. She is a god. She is fucking deus deus machina. She shows up and she tells her like like uh, hey, if you're gonna win the Oscar, I'm gonna show you the ropes. You have to really work for it. The 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 only good thing to come out of it is somewhere there is B-roll of Queen Latifah standing on a staircase holding a fake Oscar crying. There is B-roll of that, where they're like, all right, we're going to put your voice over here, uh, Miss uh, Queen Latifah. Can you um, yeah. Can you do us a favor and just fake cry? Well, how long do you need it? Uh, just keep fake crying until we yell cut. And I want to I imagine for 10 seconds, Queen Latifah was standing on stage going, yes, all right. It it's just got my oscar it's, it's so, so it's so bizarre bad. it's it's so oh. bizarre and and honestly i mean Hattie McDaniel is in black history a uh a huge figure like if you're gonna put if you're gonna do you know mount rushmore of black actors you, you can make the argument that she'd be up there because of what she did for yeah. for black actors but like there's no they it just feels gratuitous they just sort of like slap they just slap queen latifah and queen latifah just like does a voice oh she does a voice yeah she's kind of talking well baby you know yeah. and and and, and like the, 
these were real people mm-hmm. even though even though we're reimagining this this these were real people who had real needs and wants like anybody else and they aren't just two-dimensional gods i'm tired ryan murphy please stop putting us through this do i sound exasperated you too you Thanks. do the word um you know what i think i think it was last episode or maybe the episode before that where i talked about the politician i said i hated the politician it was a bad show i would be first in line to watch season two i can say with all honesty i do not want to ever see any more of this i'm done <laughs> i don't want to see we it don't, yeah and i, I keep that being I said keep... hey if they do another season we'll talk about it we're gonna watch it the whole thing of hollywood or the politician of hollywood We'll okay. do it, and we'll do this all again. But yeah. I don't want it because they kind of set up for another season. This is supposed to be a miniseries. They do, but they definitely you know, set up that you can watch another season of this. You know, Angelica Ross, who's a part of the Murphy universe, mm-hmm. had she tweeted, she was like, "They need to make this an anthology series." And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I can see it. I could see them doing, like, I don't know necessarily know if it would be Hollywood Part Two, but I think. I think, or like, you know, season two of this narrative, but I could see them reimagining some other facet or some other, yeah. it could be in, even in the same time, but it might be different people. I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, what else is there to, to talk about? Like what, what else? What about are we going to do? Show? We're going to reopen the, uh, no, I'm talking about like season oh. two. Like what oh, are we going to do? Like, two? Re- well, reopen I mean, the, two, if they do anthology series, the gas um, station. If they do an anthology series, I guess they can just focus on different characters at a different fictional studio going through different the same problems but differently, I guess. I hate that idea. Um, I Maybe even if they said it, said it a few years later or whatever. But season two, is set, it, they can just do the movie that they're, they're working on another movie. I can see that. I don't oh, want to see It's about that. Dreamland, right? It's about Dreamland, the movie oh, they're making. God. I Spare really, me. If this wasn't called Hollywood and this show was called Dreamland, I think I would have liked it better. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Pat, yeah. Because it was called I know Dreamland, what I'm getting myself I would, into. Exactly. I would be like, all right, it's a fiction line. And also if they would have, if the marketing would have been more, um, more about how this is a fictionalized version of Hollywood. Right. I went through some of the marketing for this after watching it. To look to make sure did I did I just miss that this is a fictionalized version of Hollywood, and I couldn't find it anywhere, yeah. anywhere that that that's what this was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I really didn't pick up on it until the 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 Rock Hudson reveal, and I was like, oh no, oh no, I know what we're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. You can watch it. Don't watch it. Regardless, you're never going to get the time back. Um, <laughs> Jesus it, Christ. It was, it, sorry, do whatever I'm, you want. Just know that we're all going to fucking die. <laughs> Life is meaningless. Yo, but it's, 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 uh, it was a rough watch. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it was not easy to go get through. It was not easy, but, you know, a little juicy. We made it all the way through the end. <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, Hollywood. Um, Joelle, um, I, I think we all did our final thoughts and everything, but yep. um, thank you for listening and thank you for being here, Joelle. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you, Pat. 
Uh, thank you for watching. You ever said. <laughs> thank you. Oh, it, probably. Thank you for watching Hollywood for me because you did not want to finish it, and I forced you so we could talk about it. Yeah. Okay, but you know what? I was sucked in. I'll admit it. Okay, I'll admit it. I was yeah. sucked in. Someone definitely sucked in the show. Anyway, there was a lot of sucking going on. <laughs> sucking, fucking. Which is just it's just it's not a plot, but okay. Yeah. All right. It's fine. Um, so, guys, thanks for listening, and um, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about stuff. Um, probably I'll talk about Joe Mantello's uh, revival of Assassins for another hour because it was unjustly cut we off. Had, we had to cut it. Are we just there's no there's no time. Well, now there's time because we cut it into two episodes, Joel. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hey, real quick, do you think yeah. Darren Chris is uh, is out there somewhere looking at the same moon we are? Probably in his pool. Yeah, it is mansion. All right. Bye, Joel. Bye, Pat. Bye.